You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirt Breakaway. I'm here with Greg, and we signed BCNYR this week. Uh, I'm really excited for this season, and now uh, we play the waiting game till October. Greg, say hello. Hi, guys. Yeah, so uh, let's see. How wrong was I about where Jimmy VC was going to sign? What have I been right about so far this offseason? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. We Every single week on this podcast, we preached we would trade Rick Nash. We're like, this is the week, guys, and <laughs> it never happened. Uh, I did say I will toot my little horn for a second, Greg. I'm just gonna be okay. honest with you. Last week, I was, uh, you were you were super duper positive, man, about VC. I was a little bit like I have a small pit feeling in the the tiniest corner of my stomach that VC will come to the Rangers, and uh, and here we are. The next your stomach week, is all knowing. It's all knowing. It knows what's good food. It knows what where VC's going to play, and that's the Rangers. And it's uh, good food everywhere. But uh, I'm really excited to obviously sign VC to this team. Uh, but I think maybe we're getting too excited. As a, as a fan base, am I wrong in saying that? Uh, yeah, I, I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit. Again, VC, great. Young guy, great. Great, solid prospect. Wasn't expecting it to happen. Really nope. needed it to happen. Makes the team a lot deeper. Our forward positions are great. We need to remember, though, that we're talking about a third-line winger for the Rangers. And they, the Rangers' third line is going to be spectacular. And Very I think good. we're going we're gonna to talk more in depth about how we would stack the lines later in the show well but we should say that we're going to have two guests on today uh, our indeed. old our old friend james clark who's come on this show to discuss pos- prospects in depth before and our good friend jeff who will be talking the metro with us and him probably being a little salty including with the rest, of the, the rest of the internet that we signed oh, so, vc so unhappy about the rangers getting vc and it really sounds like Everyone was going to ask the same girl to prom, and obviously she wasn't going to go to prom with everybody. So all the rejected prom dates are now getting together and just commiserating about how much they hate the fact that she chose the guy she wasn't supposed to. Oh, it was a blast going on uh, the Reddit Hockey Forum uh, last week. It was just 
wonderful. I can't remember. I love the hate. Just everyone like, why the Rangers? I hate this team, of course. Um, I'm glad I'm glad BC Watch is over. I hate that guy. Why did I even care? Um, it is still a little weird that he's kind of Boston bred. I, Hayes is the same thing. Boston bred, went to Boston College. The Rangers have more and better Boston University College Harvard <laughs> area prospects than the Bruins do. That's true. Kreider? The Kreider, Hayes, VC. Oh, I, man. I guess that's it. That's that's pretty, good. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good Boston graduates, though. I see that. Oh um, yeah. Oh sure. So this does change a lot for our lines. We're gonna go over those with James in a few minutes here. Um, but any like I was reading online, you know, the internet. They always say that everything's true on there, right? Yes. Uh, it it kind of didn't make sense for us to sign to sign VC. Obviously, it's it's a great signing, and if this guy turns out to be a better player, then I think we might actually. I think we're hyping him up to be a big time prospect, like a, like a, not a McDavid, but a lower level prospect than that. But that that's not the case. Like from what I've read, uh, Lindbergh might be a better player than he is as, as is right now. So I think we need to limit our expectations of who he is as a player. Obviously, this has gotten the entire fan base pumped up and ready to go for the season, including me. I was all like really sad and kind of like, okay, rebuilding years, retooling years for the Rangers. Like, let's see what this team has. Uh, pretty much all offseason. And now I'm like, oh, we signed this guy? Yeah, let's go to the cup. It's uh, well, It's been a whole Yeah, lot. so the Rangers' forward depth now is incredible. They have 10 guys on their roster that, in theory, could become top six forwards. And obviously, you know, you're not, you can't put 10 guys in six spots. You can't even put 10 guys in nine spots. Is that true, is, Greg? <laughs> I, you know, my sources have told me you can't do it. Okay, interesting. Uh, but it's... It's great that the Rangers have this depth because I can't remember the last time that they have. And to anyone saying it doesn't make any sense for the Rangers to make this signing, I'm going to do something I don't normally do here, Ryan. I'm going to compare what the Rangers are doing to the Mets. No. Stop, uh, Stop. <laughs> so go, go when on, the Mets, The Mets re-signed Cespedes, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone started wondering, well, Greg, how, how can you fit... How can you fit five outfielders into three spots? How did you feel about signing Cespedes? I felt great. Okay. I felt pretty good. Okay. Still feeling good about it. I thought you were but... against that signing. I'm just saying. Oh, no. When was I ever against the signing? Maybe I'm... What are you talking about? Maybe I'm thinking Daniel Murphy. Go on. Mur yeah, you're thinking Daniel Murphy. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, fuck that guy. Okay. Uh, anyway, the Mets re-signed Cespedes, and all of a sudden you had to try and squeeze Conforto, Ligaris, Granderson into three, two spots, and people were freaking out. What are you going to do? And then same thing pitching-wise with the Mets when they re-signed Bartolo Colon. Everyone said, you already got Harvey DeGrom, Syndergaard, and Mets, and you're getting Wheeler back. What are you going to get Colon for? Guys, things happen. People aren't going to be able to stay healthy all the time. To have too much depth and too many good players, this is a good problem to have. They tend to work themselves out. Right. Uh, having the depth on a team is never a bad thing. I'm never going to like, oh, no, Greg, we have too many good players. I hate this. Yeah, real Blackhawk syndrome there. Yeah, uh, oh, God. Well, and the other, thing, the other thing is, so it's been, we've had about, I don't know, 21 work days since our last Shattenkirk rumor. Uh, time to bring all those back. They're back. Yeah, I was about to bring this up. The Rangers have depth to trade from. So if they're going to make a move for a defenseman, now's the time to do it because they finally have forward depth to move if they so wanted to. I think I said it last week, and it's worth mentioning again. If the Rangers were ever going to settle for prospects in return for Rick Nash, it would be now that the Rangers have depth to replace him on their team. And young depth, by the way. Yes. We've uh, the, 
again, the third line, which might be VC Hayes and Book, they're 23, 24, and 21, respectively. I believe suddenly we only have four players over the age of 30 on our team, which is incredible when you really think about last year's team and how old we were. I, I, is, that's three skaters, right? I don't think that includes Henrik. I don't think that includes Henrik, yes. Yeah. I think it's uh, Girardi, I can, uh, Nash, two more. I'll think, Stahl. I'll, I'll think of it. Stahl, Stahl's only 20. Oh, just turned 30. Just turned 30. And then I think mm. it must, must, must it might be Grabner? Klein. And Grabner? I think Grabner. Might be, it's either Grabner or Klein. It might be, might, both, be Grabner. might be both of them, to be honest. I think Grabner's like 32. Okay, I'll double check. Yeah. But, uh, sure. Yeah, sure, why not? We have time. But, but how great is it that Michael Grabner is stuck on our fourth line now? Oh, I feel um, bad for Grabner. He's a great player. I was expecting him to play on the third line. But I was never expecting him to play on the third line, so that's that's fine for me. I think he's a great fourth liner. Like I think a lot of teams would love to have him on the third line, and the fact that we have him on the fourth is an incredible like bonus our for four, us. Our fourth line is going to be – it's probably going to be Dangerous. Grabner, Grabner, Juris, and Fast. That's, that's – that's a hell of a fourth line. I love that, and I, I I love Quickie. I think he's a great player. I think he sometimes I think he'll sneak onto the third line once in a while. And I don't I know we don't want to put put Buknovich on the fourth line, but oof, man, that oh I, I can't even like this is such a good problem to have. Like how good it's is this, unbelievable how that good we does finally this feel? have we have twelve legitimate hockey players on our roster, and none of them are named Tanner Glass. That's another thing, guys. We don't have to see Tanner Glasses here. Now we no, have. We really like, don't. Nathan Gerby's getting the short stick here, um, pretty hard. He's getting the stick pretty hard. But like Glass was that was that a was that a pun on your end? Nice job. Thank you so much. Nice um, job. But uh, but Glass is just not. You know, he's not coming back up. He can't. No, it it would take an extraordinary amount of injuries at this point. And everyone, remember when everyone was freaking out about the Maxim Lapierre. Uh, tryout contract that the Rangers given him. This is why you don't freak out about that shit. Things happen. Yeah. There's no way Maxim Lapierre makes this team. You, you want to play a game? How old is Grabner? Take a guess. 32. He's, he's 28. Oh, is he really? Yeah, I oh, know. My apologies. Yeah, I know. I feel the same way. He's a gritty 28-year-old. Gritty 28-year-old. Gritty 28 gritty. Yeah. Yeah. So we're really good at this game. But uh, oh, I, think, I think we've talked enough about our, ourselves here. Is there anything else nonsense-wise we want to bring on before we talk uh, with our two guests today? Uh, no, it's too early in the podcast recording atmosphere for me to go nonsense. If we go nonsense, we'll never come out. And then it'll be eight, two hours later and we're just never bringing on our guests. So. That's totally fair. So what we're going to do here is we're going to throw it over to James Clark. Uh, and then we will, we will have an extended discussion with him about, uh, VC. Cause that guy watches a lot of prospect hockey and I'm sure he'll have a lot of hard takes for us and maybe bring us back down to earth or elevate our, uh, our expectations of that player. And then we'll come back afterwards. We'll do we'll do nonsense at the end after our interviews. Yeah, we'll do Jeff, and then we'll come back. And if you, if you were here to, to not learn about New York Rangers hockey and listen about me and Greg complain about shit, uh, we'll we'll come back for you. So, all right, all uh, we're throwing up to James right now. Hey, we're back with James Clark, and uh, somehow Greg's still here too for the first time. Yeah. I have both uh, both on the podcast. Uh, James, say hello. Hello. Oh, good. That was a great one, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was right, that I... was that was from the soul, James. I like it. <laughs> Well, I worked a 12-hour shift today, so you're going to have to give me a little break there. Okay, we get it, James. You have a job. Big <laughs> fucking deal. We all have jobs here, James, but we're here to talk hockey. Um, you are our, our resident Blue Shirts Breakaway prospect, prospect expert, I would say, and I am the prospect speaker here. 
because uh, I'm very bad at speaking, that is. Uh, I wanted to bring you on to kind of talk who VC is as an actual player. There's been a huge hype train going around. Uh, all Ranger fans are excited, but what should we actually expect from him? Uh, third line, potentially second line forward. Okay. That's what you should expect from Jimmy VC. And the, and the reason there was so much hype is because to get a third line, second line forward for free and sign him to an entry-level contract, a guy who is uh, not even, it's not even arguable, today's NHL ready, he would slot in on the third line immediately. Uh, that's a big deal in, in the NHL today with the salary cap, especially for a team like the Rangers that's, you know, been quite comfortable selling away young assets to get a guy like Jimmy VC for free is a good thing. And, you know, uh, I saw some people who were like, well, he can replace Nash. He, he's not a first-line forward yet. He's 23. He's never played an NHL game. But he immediately slots in on that third line. And it gives the Rangers way, way more options than anybody thought they would have at the end of last season. And that's a good thing. Right. Now, James, do, do you think his – how far – how high does his ceiling go? Are we saying, I know what he is now, and I think almost every Ranger fan agrees that he should be slotted on the third line, but is there a version that you've seen from Jimmy VC that can outperform his metrics as they stand now and become a firm top six player for the Rangers down the road? Yes, I, I it's possible. And, you know, uh, the Nashville Predators were more than happy to offer him a top six spot in the playoffs last year a lot of the teams that courted him offered him first line, second line spots. So there is a belief among many scouts and GMs that Jimmy VC on a lot of those teams would have been a welcome upgrade to the people they had playing in those spots. Uh, I think that as it stands today, there are better forwards on the team than VC. But, I mean, we could be having a completely different conversation in February if he comes in and he just dominates. You know, but I, I do think that Miller and Kreider and Zuccarello and Nash and all of those guys are as it stands today, better than him. But in two or three years, that, that could be a completely different story. And, and if he does exceed the expectation that he'll be a, you know, middle six forward, he, he's, you know, could be a top six forward there. It's wouldn't surprise me if he became a top six forward on any level. Do you think, and James, oh, go, go oops, on, go on, Greg, you're the interviewer you know, here. Yeah. I got after this. you, buddy. <laughs> James, the other question I would say that everyone forgets is just the amount of dearth in the Rangers farm system. Is there any forward that Jimmy VC is now blocking from making his debut for the Rangers in the next year or two? No, <laughs> not even. Um, the Rangers, as it stands this off season, they added uh, Robin Koufax to an entry level contract, uh, Stromall to an entry level contract. Ryan Gropp just turned 20, so he'll join the Wolfpack. Uh, that's it, basically. I mean, there's, you know, uh, Adam Tambellini, who could be a fourth-line, third-line player, but none of those guys, uh, you know, have the potential that Jimmy Vc does at all. Uh, and I love that. I love Robin Koufax. I'm the Robin Koufax, like, drum beater, but Jimmy Vc's better than him today, and he's probably better than he'll ever be today. So, no, I don't think it hurts any of the development of what little forward potential there is in the prospect pool as it stands. Greg, after you. <laughs> oh, no, I, you had a question. That was oh, that was okay. my big burning question. Okay, good. Um, so why do you think VC chose the Rangers if he was offered first and second line spots? Otherwise, was it the big city? Was it that he knew Kreider and Hayes? Um, well, you know, I think that from what I've heard, Chris Jury gave a very passionate pitch to him in those meetings. Jeff Gordon also has the Boston connection. I believe he went to college with Peter Fish, his agent. Um, 
I don't know, maybe Jimmy VC didn't feel comfortable going to Boston because as we've seen historically, young talent in Boston gets mistreated on an unbelievable level and to be a kid from Massachusetts, Boston specifically, and join that team, you know, uh, Jimmy Hayes has not had the greatest time with the media having been the hometown kid who went home to play for his team. And, you know, maybe he feels more comfortable with his own development slotting in on a third or second line spot rather than being thrown immediately into the depths of the NHL. He gives himself a better cushion coming to the Rangers, and he also gives himself, you know, not to sound like a homer or anything like that, but I would much rather play for the Rangers than, than the Devils or... <laughs> well, yeah, come on. Let's not. Our... The Bruins are in worse shape than, than we are. So, I mean, I don't know. And, and also there's marketing potential and star potential. I mean, if Jimmy Vesey comes in next year and he scores 60 points, he'll be a household name in the NHL because he plays for the Rangers. He'll, you know, he, he's, he made a choice and he wanted to be close to home, but not too close to home, obviously. And I do think Kevin Hayes had a big, big part of it and another argument that was made you know why didn't he go to the Blackhawks Jimmy Vesey wants a second contract and he doesn't want to get traded from the team that he signs with and if he overperformed in Chicago they would have traded him they've done that with all of their young forwards because Chicago can't afford to keep them and I think one thing that's important here to remember is I know you mentioned 60 points Ranger fans oh that's let's take a let's take a step back Jimmy Vesey again is going to be a nice added addition, not just for the Rangers this year, but moving forward. But let's all pump our brakes and realize we're talking about a very effective third-line winger that has potential to be more. Nobody is actually expecting him, or nobody should actually expect him, to come close to 60 points next year. It just shouldn't happen. 40, 40 would be nice. 40 would be great. 40 would be excellent. That's what I expect from Pavel Buchnevich as well. If that third line puts up 40 points altogether... Each of them, great year, excellent, awesome. Agreed. Agreed. I'm just so excited right. to watch that line. Um, it, it's oh, so. It's going to be a defensive nightmare. <laughs> you... Okay, well, correct me. Why am I not excited to watch this line? There you go. That's my next question. Oh, no. it, it'll it'll be awesome to watch because you'll have two. What I'm what's is Hayes the oldest guy on that line at 24? Like it's yeah. so yeah. young. Booch Booch is 21. VC just turned 23. I mean, and Hayes is 24. Yeah, Hayes is 24. You'll get to look at a line and go, oh, look, youth and depth and speed. And, and no Tanner Glass. There's no Tanner Glass. We did it, fam. <laughs> oh, man. I'm super excited to watch Tanner Glass play in the ECHL this year. It's going to be great. <laughs> the, the fun part about that is you'll actually watch him play, James. <laughs> when he got sent down to the Wolfpack, I did watch all of the games he played. I think he was there for three days, and he already led the team in penalty minutes. It was great. <laughs> that guy's a national uh, hero. He's going to be great. He's going to be the guy in the KHL that fights the entire team. Well, I don't think he's going to the KHL. I think he's going to uh, – where is he going, James? He'll go to the AHL. He'll get sent down. Oh, uh, yeah, AHL. I thought you said – I think Greg said KHL. No, I know. There's there's a calling for Tanner Glass in the KHL. They just suspended that guy for life. They need someone to fight an entire team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. On some of those lower-level KHL teams, the enforcer is not dead. Tanner Glass can make himself a good living playing on, like, you know, some of the superior KHL teams that will take any American or Canadian player and give them $2 million a year and punch people in the face. It happens every year. But the Rangers already do that for him, so he doesn't really need to go to Russia for that. Uh, I guess not. 
had his nice three-year, $1.4 million contract. Ugh, it was bad from the start. It was bad from the start. I don't know. Glenn Sather still thinks it, still thought it was the 90s. And he still probably does think it's the 90s. <laughs> he just tried to sign Theo Fleury, so he's doing all right. <laughs> um, so, James, now that we have you on here, and Greg too, I guess, uh, should we go through the lines? Yeah, might as well. Might as well. James, do you want to give? Do you want to start us off with your your predicted first line? Uh, Nash, Stepan, Kreider. Okay. Uh, second line: Miller, Zibanejad, Zuccarello. Third line: VC, Hayes, Buchnevich. Buchnevich can play both wings, by the way, so that gives him lots of potential. We slot it up and down. Uh, and I'd really love the fourth line to be uh, Faust, Juris, and Grabner. Lindbergh's injured until November. Or Seems like I don't disagree at all, Greg. Any any questions? <laughs> nope. I I see the line stacking up the exact same way. And in our podcast that got deleted, I think the only difference you and I ever had, Ryan, was the Kreider and Matt's uh, positionings. I just like Kreider. I always like Kreider playing with Nash more than Zuccarello. So I, w- I would prefer to keep the all-M line that second line because I think it's got some serious potential. And I think by midseason we might be talking. I hope to be in a situation where we're in a real debate, not because JT Miller is underperforming, but because Buknovich and VC are doing great things where we're talking who's playing that second wing spot on the second line. Because those three players, that it's good to have team competition. I think it forces guys on the roster to take their games to different heights and play for the spots that they have and the spots that they want. So that's what I'm hoping for. I hope these guys see it as a friendly competition between them to try and get more ice time on the second line. I'm totally with you on that. And, uh, I mean, I, I these are the best problems we've ever had. You know, we, we always complain about our defense, which, by the way. Hmm. Oh, by the way, our defense is still absolute hot garbage. It's still a hot garbage pile of mess. Uh, and I'm not sure what we're going to do to fix that. Oh, oh. You know, what the advantage is, is if you have Miller and VC and Buchnevich, maybe you trade one of Foster Lindbergh for a young defensive prospect. That's a conversation you can have at the NHL trade deadline where everybody James, their guys James, minds out here. I've been meaning to ask you. I know we've been... It seems like it's been a year and a half since our last Shattenkirk rumor, but is there a trade the Rangers can make with the Blues that might not include Rick Nash? Because I think we've gotten to a point where it seems clear the Blues do not want Rick Nash. Is there a trade now the Rangers could make where Shattenkirk could be coming back for a collection of forwards the Rangers send the other way? Uh, Maybe. I mean, you might have to give up Foss and Lindbergh and a pick. Like, you know, it's one of those things, like when you play NHL 17, you have to balance it on the scales. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I've I've always maintained that the Nash for Shattenkirk rumors made absolutely no sense on any level because it makes no sense for the Blues. The Blues are going to call up and want Chris Kreider. That's who they're going to want. And Chris Kreider just signed an excellent contract for the production that he gives. That's who the Blues will want. And I don't know if I'm comfortable making the Chris Kreider for Kevin Shattenkirk trade. I'm certainly no, not did- comfortable with that. And uh, one of the reasons for that is, first of all, the great contract, like you mentioned, and is Shattenkirk is only signed. He's a free agent after this year. Am I wrong? You're not yeah, wrong. Absolutely. absolutely. Do you, I mean, why why mortgage more of your future for that? I'm done you mortgaging my future as a Ranger fan. I'm over it. I'm, it's over now. He's <laughs> pretty much over it as well. From now, the one caveat to all this is we're getting to a point where yes, it's a year away, but the Rangers can't protect everybody. The good news is they don't need to worry about protecting VC Book or Shea, which is great. They can keep that young core together. But do you maybe, could you do, say, I read a piece online today from the guys over at 
uh, I believe it's Blue Shirts Banter, about maybe Klein and Foss for Shattenkirk. Would that make any sense for the Blues? They'd be able to have a defenseman for an extra year in Kevin Klein. And as we mentioned, Jesper Foss has fallen out of a top nine position with this team. Doesn't mean he isn't good. He's plenty good. Is, is there any pairing there where Klein and Foss could net, possibly net Shattenkirk? Uh, maybe. That makes a lot more sense than that. I mean, Kevin Klein is not a first-pairing defenseman, but he's had to play as one in New York because of the sort of crumpling and crippling of the blue line over the last oh, couple of years. You, 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 can call it, you can call it by its name. Fuck terrible is usually what it's in the Terrible Rangers and Henrik Lundqvist holds us up as much as he can. Uh, Kevin Klein's also right-handed, so you are swapping right-handed for right-handed. And, yeah, I could see a scenario where the St. Louis Blues might want to take him. Kevin Klein makes no money. He makes, like, $2.4 million a year. It's nothing. Jesper Faust is, what, in his last year in his contract until I, he becomes a restricted free agent? I think so, I think yeah. That, that sounds right. So, yeah, probably. But I don't know if St. Louis wants to do that. I mean, if St. Louis is going to make a cup run, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't want to keep Kevin Shattenkirk. I mean, they'll, maybe they'll just treat him as a rental. If you win the Stanley Cup, what does it matter? Shattenkirk leaves and gets a new contract, so what? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You know, Greg, and I, Greg and I agree. That's fair. <laughs> he, he's not part of their future. They've said that over and over again. Their GM has said that he's not part of their future. That's hilarious. Um, Kevin Shattenkirk will reach free agency. And where he goes is anybody's guess. And it's fair to remember that free agency next year is going to be completely different because of the expansion draft. So it, it might not be a bad thing for a team to have a player on the last year of his contract because at the level of Shattenkirk because they don't have to worry about protecting him. They can set their roster up completely different moving forward where a rental player this year is it's, – it's great because that's one less guy they got to worry about protecting in the fantasy draft. Yeah, the fantasy draft, also, the expansion no, draft. The, expansion. <laughs> the fantasy draft. There's also the scenario where Vegas gets to talk to all of the free agents before the other NHL teams do. So is that true? That's true. Yes, Vegas will have uh, a free agency period before everybody else does. We're breaking news right here. <laughs> I think Alex Friedman wrote that on Twitter a while ago. Yeah, yeah and there's also the uh, the I think it's 48 hours of trading period between all of the teams and the Vegas team before the expansion draft happens. So our off season next season is going to be insane. It's going to be bonkers, mad. It's going to be so fun. I love, 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 love when an expansion team is involved in the offseason. Loved it in the NFL. I was too young to love it in baseball, but I bet you I would have loved it in baseball. I'm so excited for expansion teams. It's it's it just adds a variable you can't account for. And that's the that's what makes the offseason so great. I'm I couldn't be I know we're talking hockey right now, but I couldn't want an expansion in the MLB any more than I already do. It's uh, an MLB expansion would be so much fun. It would be shitty because we'd have more teams like the Rays and A's, but it would be it would be great in the moment. Why, why don't we just move those teams to cities? Oh, you mean like moving the Rays to Montreal like I've wanted all my life? Yeah, I know. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's move the A's to Nashville, please. Oh, that's Nashville. Nice. Ooh, I, I like that. Nashville team so badly. Nashville they, baseball team, I'll move there. Don't they have a minor league team, though? Yeah, they do have a minor league team, and I think their scoreboard is a guitar. <laughs> like, it's a giant <laughs> guitar. I love Nashville. And I would love them to get a baseball team. How do you feel about the Nashville hockey team this year? Uh, Predators are stacked. Yeah. <laughs> that defensive set. I mean, the Predators are so good at drafting defensemen that their third pair, Kevin Klein, plays first pair with the Rangers. That's how they're, good they are. They yeah, they're also defense. they're so good at uh, locating that hidden NHL talent that other teams don't like, like P.K. Subban. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 
I mean, who would have thought that P.K. Subban would be a, a good pickup for any team in the NHL? That's insanity. Where did you hear such things? P.K. Subban's terrible. He lacks respect. He's not French. No, 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 sir. Not on my hockey team. No way. He does great charity work. He's a fun-loving personality in a sport that has a hard time of creating fun-loving personalities. You know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I, try, I, don't, I hate to interject with this, but, you know, there's something that really bothers me about P.K. Like, he really likes kids. And like does a lot for them. Like that's so fucked up. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Go on. Oh, we're we're good. We're good on PK. Yeah, he's a great yeah, guy. We're good. We're good. Yeah, I think you just took the kick there, buddy. He's a great dude. You you got it. All right. Um, I, is there any? I other... would give I would give your left nut to get PK Subban on the Rangers. I really appreciate that, Craig. Like I I knew you always liked me as a person, and I I knew you'd make that sacrifice. You know you know what's really great about that is that McDonough and Subban should have existed on the Predators as a top pairing, and neither of them play for that team anymore. It makes my cold, cold heart so warm. You mean the Canadians? The Canadians, yes. yes. I hate the Canadians. I hate all teams. <laughs> See, <laughs> See, now, James, I thought you were going to go the road of, you know what's so great about Ryan not having a left nut? And I was like, do tell, James. <laughs> no, be honest, really. Um, well, I mean, the right is the more important one anyway. It's true. It's, it's, my, it's my dominant side. Yeah, I read that in a book. <laughs> New York Times read that, wrote an article about that this week. For sure. Why, why you're right now is so important. Anyway, we've gotten to nonsense uh, part of this podcast. Uh, is there any anything else we should know about Jimmy VC NYR uh, before we uh, we ship off to our next guest today? Uh, you know, I mean, the type of player he is, he's more of a goal scorer. He'll drive to the heart, dirty parts of the net. I, I kind of see him as uh, kind of like Chris Kreider. Certainly not as fast, but he'll be interesting to watch. And I like him way more because he chose the Rangers. I was so sick of hearing about Jimmy VC and his name all summer until that wonderful day where he was like, oh, hey, I picked the Rangers. I'm like, oh, okay, well, now I love you. And <laughs> now, you stay forever. now, the most important VC question we haven't asked yet, and this goes for you too, Ryan. Okay. Who is your who is your favorite celebrity pitchman in the VC sweepstakes? Oh, for me, I'll be first then. Uh, I would say uh, the the person who uh, had a big influence on me, I think Boomer Esiason did a pretty good job. Uh, but the, the real answer is probably Margot Robbie, right? Did Robbie tweet anything out? I didn't see her tweet anything did out. Did she? Let me double check. Ah, but it's definitely Boomer Esiason first. <laughs> uh, my, my favorite pitch man is Liam Neeson because the story was that they put together a video and Liam Neeson was in the pitch video that Jimmy VC saw, and I thought that was hilarious. That's hilarious. See, for me, I think it's... I think it's Cindergard because anytime Cindergard does anything, Stop, I'm just really Greg. <laughs> I'm just in love. But well, you know, you know who was a close second because why the hell did he send it? Muhammad Wilkerson. Yeah, I know where. I love it. I love that <laughs> Moo Wilk is a uh, Ranger fan, or at least Moo Wilk has a agent that knew there'd be some positivity about sending a tweet to Jimmy Vc. Did Harvey is, say is anything? It? Did Harvey like come out of uh, hiding and say anything? Harvey is no. crying over the fact that he doesn't have a rib right now. He probably didn't say shit. Okay. Harvey's running sorrow and bourbon and Victoria's Secret models. He doesn't have time for, for fun. <laughs> what a guy. James brings up great points right there. That's I got no, I got no rebuttal. Greg, uh, do you want to answer? Well, actually, James, do you have any questions about the Mets for Greg since you're here? Oh, I'm I'm well versed in the horrors and disappointments of the New York Mets. Very yeah. good. You saw you saw Mets is on the DL now, James. I, who isn't on the DL? Who is? Uh, that's a uh, probably Granderson because fuck him. <laughs> Yeah, is he still batting second, first? Of course. Because... I, I think I actually think Terry's been taking him out of the lineup recently for Deaza. What a world we live in where Alejandro Deaza is a better option than Curtis Granderson. Oh, no, 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 it's fine. Bruce is going to save us. We, we traded Herrera for a really good piece. Oh, yeah, he's... 
ever. Jason, Jason Bay 2.0. Real glad to have him on the team. Oh, for fuck's sake, this uh, the, the the Mets hurt me way more than the Rangers do because at least the Rangers, I know what's coming. The Mets, every once in a while, they're like, ah, surprise. Yeah. You've gotten your hopes up, and it's even worse than you could have possibly imagined. Can't that, wait for Neil Walker to leave in the offseason, too. That'll be great. That Herrera trade was horrendous, in my, my personal opinion. I'm a big Jay Bruce fan and a big Jay Bruce supporter, uh, but I knew he was going to hit when he came to City Field. And has he really hit? Has he hit one home, one home run so far? No, he's got two. Thank you very much. Okay, sorry so much. Uh, but I think he's hitting a buck 80. Oh, good. good. That's yeah. a, that's a good batting average. All right. Well, James, because, okay. Go, no, go on, Greg. No, no, I don't want to talk about him okay. anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. okay. We have a Walker, one guy on the team who still knows how to hit a baseball and Cespedes lives again. They wouldn't yeah. have won their game last night. If you want to Cespedes wasn't like, Oh, that's right. I'm supposed to hit home runs. They, I just, I'm actually at a point now where I hope they sign Walker to an extension. I want him around. He seems like a good dude. What else would you do? That's second base. Uh, well, we have Gavin Cicchini in the minor leagues, who I still think can be an average major league starter, but I think it, you'd be foolish to expect Cicchini to ever live up to what Neil Walker's been able to do. I think he's a step down, at least in the power department. Almost for sure. Uh, yes. So, James, thanks for coming on today. I always appreciate you giving your, us your prospect insights. I'm sure as the season comes closer, we'll talk more about our prospects and how they're doing in the AHL. Maybe we could have a, a nice Tanner Glass section uh, segment update with you this year. That would yeah. be fun. I watch every AHL game every year, so if you need somebody to give you updates on how all of the prospects are playing, I'm your guy. You uh, we knew that already. Uh, Greg, no, I, uh, no, you go James, ahead. Yeah, just so you know, James, I used to – the reason one of the – beginning precursors to me becoming a Ranger fan is my buddy and I would drive to Hartford to go see the Wolfpack play and sit on the ice for like five bucks. It was great. That's when I fell in love. When Nigel Dawes was doing his thing in Hartford, that's when I fell in love with the Rangers. Oh, Nigel Dawes, KHL All-Star. He's like a 30-goal scorer in the KHL. He was like a 30-goal scorer for the Wolfpack. It was great. Yeah, he was. Him and P.A. Parento, right? Wasn't Parento there at the same time? Yeah, and Hugh Jessman was still really disappointing people. Like, uh... it was it was palpable. You know what hurts me about that is that's probably the deepest draft in like the last 15 years, and they took Hugh Jessamine. Hugh Jessamine. Yep. People get mad at Dylan McElrath. Like Anze Kopitar went after Hugh Jessamine. Oh. At least McElrath has played meaningful NHL minutes. I don't think Jessamine ever got there. He played two games for the Florida Panthers in like 2012. That's that's Nailed the it. extent of his of his NHL career, and he was like a minus four. He's ah. Oh, that it. hurts my soul. Nailed it so hard. All right, we're the best. Uh, James, we're going to go call our friend Jeff so he can – he's a Devils fan. He's going to complain, and uh, that'll be fun for us. We'll sit here and laugh. Uh, but thanks oh, for what coming. The, what the fuck does he have to complain about? Taylor Hall is on his team. I don't want to hear anything. I'm sure we'll shove anything. that in his face. Yeah, yeah I, I'm sure he'll shove it in ours. That's true. <laughs> I, I look forward to Taylor Hall scoring hat-tricks on hat-tricks on hat-tricks on us for the next 10 years. Thanks I a lot do of not. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, James. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Oh my God, we're back again. We have two guests this this podcast. Really unheard of. Uh, we have our good friend Jeff here. He's a residential Devils fan, a friend of ours. Jeff, say hi. Hello. Oh, nice. You did it. All right. So now, <laughs> so now. Good, uh, good job by you, Ryan. By the way, two guests this week, and none of them are Li Joe. Yeah, fuck job. Yeah, well, you know, I I have, I have really good friends. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Really, but we had we had a lot of Ranger news to talk about this week, so it was tough to you know do nonsense. That's my excuse. Just... Stick with me. <laughs> And the fact uh, that I bailed last week. Yeah, that you bailed last week too. That was that's on there. So, so Jeff, tell us a little bit how you feel about VCNYR. Uh, I think I had this conversation with Greg while it was still up in the air for I guess it seems like months, but it was probably only a few weeks. Uh, 
I really didn't care where he went. There were rumors that he was possibly considering the Devils, which, sure, why not? Um, but I was just like, just let him go anywhere but the Rangers. Not necessarily that I think he's going to be a significant impact on the team this year specifically, but even going forward. I just didn't have to want to hear my Ranger fan friends be happy. So us? Hey, buddy. Necessarily. <laughs> so, 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 literally, so literally us? Yeah, pretty much just you two. Okay, great. <laughs> what, um, question for you, Jeff. Where would v, If VC signed with the Devils, where would he have fit on the Devils roster as it stands? Um, third line, maybe second. It's kind of funny now with Hall, the Devils kind of have some depth at left wing. Between him and Palmieri. Quick and question. How is that kind of Campbell-Ari? funny? <laughs> because we have never had depth at that position in okay. a long time. Yeah, we, we get it. You funny got Taylor me. Hall. Funny to me, at least. Yeah, funny. Hilarious. That, was, that wasn't like a humble brag either. It was just like we have some prospects that we're trying to bring up and we don't know where everybody fits. And adding one more to the pool that has less experience outside of college is uh, – might not be the best fit. But at the same time, there is a more clear path in your mind for VC to get top six minutes with the Devils than the Rangers. I would agree with that. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know what your depth chart is looking like right now. I mean, who is your second second line left wing going? Uh, pro- either, I, I, I mean, I'm not as good as positional wingers, but I think he's, he's clearly no better than the fifth best winger on this team. You got... Kreider and Nash on the top line, and you got Miller and Matt Zuccarello on the second line. So I, I don't maybe, maybe by midseason there's a there's a scenario where VC's on fire and JT Miller might be scuffling a little bit. But I, I'd, I'd be stunned if VC was playing second line minutes before December. I mean, I'd be stunned if he did it at all this year, to be honest with you. Because I mean, he's he's a kid. He's coming straight he's out of college. He's a kid. He's a kid, Greg. <laughs> he's a wrecking machine. He's a child, Greg. But, but but honestly, the other thing, he's an old kid. He's 23 years old. <laughs> he's an old he kid, Greg. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> Have you guys talked about this before? Am no. I missing out on something? No, you're no, not we're just, out. It's just funny. It's just funny to think about a 23-year-old as an old kid. Yeah. Like, we're talking about a guy that actually went to college in the Tinder era and how jealous I am of that. No, but, I mean, ideally, if you're, if you're drafting a, a winger and – you know, he should be in the league playing, you know, on his third or fourth season. I mean, I'm sorry, second or third season by now if he's 23 years old. That's but he, fair. But he did not because I the mean, Rangers his, gave him a wink-wink deal and told him they were going to make it worth his while. Well, he didn't because he fucked over Nashville and then they traded his rights to Buffalo and he fucked them over and then he just did whatever he wanted. Yeah. And, you know, you know, there's so little you can do with a Harvard education in America these days, too, so... <laughs> Yeah, that kid has no opportunity if he fails at hockey. Yeah, he's screwed. Yeah. yeah but his, he would make so much more money in hockey than he would. What, what is his? Tell me what his degree is in, and then you could continue that oh. conversation. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's what his degree is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just, uh, Great I'm degree. glad you did all your research on that one there. Oh, we, we, <laughs> I didn't know we were going to be talking about, like, biomechanical engineering here. All right, John Nash, I don't want to hear it from you right now. Who, who, brought, who brought up that? I don't know. I just okay. figured that's what his major was. I'll, I'll just make my point again. If you want to have, you know, a high-end prospect as a winger or even any position, really, you'd like him to have some NHL experience by the time they're 23. That's a fair point. 
I'm looking really That's hard right I'm now saying. to try and find his degree. So you guys keep talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Jeff, I mean, you're you're a Devils fan, so let's get right into the dirty dirty. Uh, have an orgasm about Taylor Hall. Do I have to? We're we're on the air right now. <laughs> I I know you have a hard time. I, I didn't I didn't pressure. bluff myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> but seriously, that trade, unbelievable. I'm yet to meet anyone that is saying, oh, the Oilers got a got a good return for Taylor Hall. I mean, I'm going to miss Larson, so... Are you? But, yes, I am. Okay. The dude was a beast for us last year. His numbers don't show it, but he was... Him and Green did so much work on that defensive line that it really goes unnoticed. Tell, they, me I mean, it, tell me what it's like to have defensive depth, though. That must be nice. Oh, we don't really have it anymore. Our, our, it's kind of weird to say, but our defensive depth kind of went out the window when we lost Larson and then David Schlemko signed with the Sharks. So what you're yeah. saying is you're... Now John Moore is our number two defenseman. Whoa. So it sounds like you need Dan Girardi. <laughs> we definitely do not need Dan Girardi. Are you sure it sounds like you need Dan Girardi? We'll take Taylor Hall in return. A fair trade. I don't even know how you would balance out that trade. Uh, you, you would have to give us... We would take... Okay, we'll take Zuccarello and Girardi for, I don't know, a bunch of cap space, I guess. What if What if I gave you all the Harambe memes? <laughs> all of them. Every single one of them, Jeff. I, I think they're kind of exponentially multiplying, so I don't know if you can really deliver on that promise. So here's if you take if you take Dan Girardi, I'll find a way. If, <laughs> okay. I can't find his major, but he's from Reading in Massachusetts, so I think he's good at reading. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's pronounced Reading. <laughs> I know what it's pronounced. I'm making a joke, Greg. Jesus. I don't think you're making a joke. You just know me because I I would usually fuck that up, but today I did not. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So since we can't find out what his degree is, what would you guys guess? Biomechanical engineering. It's, not, it's definitely communications. It's definitely communications. It's either communications or it's like philosophy. Or hockey history or something. Yeah, I'm sure Harvard has a really deep hockey history course. You, yeah, of course taught. they do. They're from Boston. They... All right, we, we, we've gone off the rails a little here, <laughs> okay. Jeff. Uh, we brought you on to talk the Metro, and we're this is the same division that produced the Stanley Cup winning Pittsburgh Penguins this year. Obviously, the Devils have made some big strides this year. Any other team to you jump out as significantly better heading into this season? I wouldn't say significantly better, but a team that might have a bright future in the next two or three years, I think is going to be the Carolina Hurricanes. If they can figure out their goaltending situation, I think they've got like a lot of young talent on there. I was really surprised by the numbers today when I was looking through them, um, where they're getting most of their points from. Um, they got, I mean, I don't know what, if you have any reaction to me saying that, cause you probably didn't think I was going to say the hurricanes, but, um, they had what? four of their top five scorers last year. We're all 23 and younger. And so, this is, this is the same team. I still think one of the sneaky, good off season moves was them getting Tara Vinen from Tara Vinen is, I mean, in addition to those four of the five top scorers on their team being 23 and younger, adding him, he's only 21 years old. They're just. They're too young to compete right now, but if they can figure out their goaltending situation because the Cam Ward, Eddie Lack tandem is not going to last much, many more seasons. Um, I don't know I think if they're going to be through the I, I think, or trade. I think you make the case that Cam Ward's done now as it stands, and they just gave him a two-year deal. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't understand how you can do that. It's like the opposite of what the Panthers are doing, where they just keep signing goalies because why not? The, Panth uh, the Hurricanes just keep signing bad goalies because 
Why not? It, it's really insane how just some teams in the league just cannot find themselves a goaltender, and then others are like, oh, look at all the goaltenders that we have. Even our backup is producing, you know, a .92 save percentage or something crazy like that. Yeah, it just doesn't it, make sense. It's nuts. Uh, the Rangers, not to bring things back to the Rangers because, you know, we're awesome. We're, we're getting everything. some anti-Ranta talk right now? Uh, I mean, Ranta might be – the Rangers have always had decent backups. I, they made Cam Talbot out of – I don't. I don't want to say nothing. But gold, Greg. Gold. Clearly, clearly, they. You know, you. If he had recruiting eligibility in college that people actually wanted him, he wouldn't have gone to the University of Alabama, Huntsville. You might have gone somewhere where there was ice. Possibly. I mean, why does the University of Alabama, Huntsville have a hockey team? I. I, I didn't know they did. I. I was he, it? Was it like an actual team or like a club team, like what they had at Maris? I think it was an actual team. Jesus. <laughs> but again, I could be completely wrong. They might be like Division Two in hockey, right. which I also I, didn't know happened. I have a question for you, though. Sure. You, you bring up Ronta. What is the future of Rangers goaltending post-Hank? I think it's actually – I think you'd be surprised by how deep it is, mostly because for reasons I'm yet to – Explained, I think not this last draft, the draft before when the Rangers actually had a first round pick, they spent it on a goalie um, who has actually this was a this is a better question for the guy we just had on James Clark. Yeah, but the Rangers (laughs) goalie, you'd be surprised by how impressive the Rangers goalie depth is. They had to hire a minor league goalie director, basically, because they have too many prospects they care about for their um, legendary NHL staff goalie to oversee the entire ranks at this point. I, I'm not saying this. Uh, I, I want to say his name is Halverson. That's uh, Brandon Halverson, and then uh, Magnus Helberg, and then Igor. I can't say his last name, which is Shuriken. Shur- Shur- <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed uh, it. But Halverson, Halverson has gotten some positive reviews. I, again, I, you can't say he's going to be Hank because, I mean, Hank is a generational talent. Oh, of Rangers, course. So, the Rangers have only had two goalies like that, and it's Richter and Hank, and that's it. So, so you you believe that the the next future, you know, long term goaltender for the Rangers is currently in the system right now? No, I do not. I, okay. I mostly because I think <laughs> I I just I think Hank's got four at least four years left, and I just I can't see the Rangers keeping a player like Halverson that long without finding value in a trade with him. Okay. Uh, now. Jeff, again, you are a little bit more knowledgeable about the rest of the division than Ryan and I are. I would say that's fair. I want to talk a little bit about the third team in New York, the Islanders. They lost Franz Nielsen. They lost Kyle Ocposo. They're still a very formidable team, though, right? I should still be scared of the Islanders. If I mean, they're, they're another team that I feel like has goaltending issues because is I mean, it's Hawk right now, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, does that scare you when you're going into a game? Say, oh, no, we got to face, you know, Halak tonight? Uh, He's the kind of guy where when he's hot, he's nearly unbeatable. But he he's a roller coaster. He's up and down. There are, He goes on two-week stretches where he could go 6-0 and and seem unbeatable. And the next three weeks, he's 2-8. and eight. And yeah. you wonder why the Islanders don't have some other guy ready for him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Boychuk is a beast for them on the blue line. He just, his numbers are just outstanding for last season. Um, losing Akposo and Nielsen is really going to hurt them, though, 
because that's, you know, two of your top four scorers on the team, and then you don't really replace it much by bringing in Ladd and then bringing back Parento again. Um, I don't see them getting the kind of production somewhere else on the team. I mean, maybe Brock is going to do something for them with if he's paired with Tavares, but I am not even sure. Um, I think the power play is probably going to struggle the most seeing those two guys go. Because if you look at, I mean, they're they're middle of the league last year with um, 17th in the league, 18.3% power play. And, you know, I don't really see that increasing by what they did in the offseason. Of the three New York area teams, Jeff, how would you rank them right now just for the 2016-17 season? And um, I know I'm asking that by me expecting you to check your fandom at the door. No, I'm going to be completely objective. And I, I, as much as I want to put them down, I think the standings are going to be where they were last season. I would probably still put the Rangers as the best team in New York right now or the New York metro area. Um, and then with the close second and third being the Islanders and the Devils. Because as, st- as high as I am on the offseason moves that the Devils made this year, they were – dead last in scoring last season and adding Taylor Hall does not immediately make you a powerhouse on the offensive end of the ice. It does help, you know, stretch out the defense a little bit, make matchups have to happen a certain way where we didn't really have that advantage, but it's, they got to get the production. They have it on the defensive end. Well, I mean, not as much as they did, but they'll be fine with Schneider back there. Um, it's just they got to score goals. But John happen. John Moore's on your top pair. I've watched him as a Ranger. If I'm if I'm correct there. I don't I don't know that John Moore's going to be on the top pair. I'm thinking they're going to put um, Severson up there with Green. But if I'm rating our defensemen, I would say John Moore is our second best. Now, and I think it's good to split them up. I haven't watched uh, a lot of John Moore since he got traded. Did he just become an exponentially better player or? I don't know what he was before he got traded, but he was actually really good for us. Not not too great, Bob. So <laughs> definitely, I mean, if you, I mean, he had an immediate impact by beating the Rangers in overtime, like the first week of the he season. He did do that, didn't he? Yeah, it's weird. That's about that's about where the highlight reel ends for me with him. Not very flashy <laughs> on the ice, but very solid defensively. Never really screaming at my TV when he's missing an assignment or letting somebody could pass probably use him on the Rangers right now. Just saying, he could probably use a lot of people on the Rangers. I just. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would just still have them up there. Be, one because of Hank, two because of you know the experience the team has, even with like dumping off Broussard this and Yandel this year. Um, but I I think they're just a solid team with a good coach and you know just a great goaltender, and that that would put them above the other two based on what they've done in the past few seasons. Jeff, we can't talk Metropolitan without mentioning the two behemoths at the top. Is does it even matter when the Penguins and the Capitals are in this division with the Penguins being defending champs and the Capitals coming off their President Trophy winning season and then doing what the Capitals do and screwing it up in the playoffs? I mean, would you call running into the hottest team in the league and future Stanley Cup champion like ruining it in the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, I, I think yeah. they <laughs> I still think I think on again everything being evaluated on paper has very little meaning in sports I get that but there was no reason the Capitals shouldn't have been in the Stanley Cup final last year they were the best team from start to finish 
if but if you look at I mean the Pittsburgh didn't lose two games in a row for like the last four months of the season. They were by far the better team going into the playoffs because I mean what, what did Washington have to play for at the I mean and I don't know. I felt like they were inspired by their new coach. You know, they had a hot goaltender. Insanely yeah. enough, and well, we could we could make anybody... the same excuse. Then the Rangers just ran into you know the future Stanley Cup champions. That's what happened to us. Yeah, it sounds like the Rangers were the second best team in hockey last yeah, year. Yeah, it sounds like that. It sounds like the third best. Okay, at, <laughs> at most or fourth, because it would be the Sharks would be number two, Capitals, or I guess yeah. Lightning. Nah, fuck the Lightning. <laughs> okay. um, oh, fuck the Lightning. For real, but, though. Is there – I mean, one, part of the Penguins getting hot was the Murray experience. Any reason why the Penguins shouldn't be considered prohibitive favorites in the Metro starting this season? Um, I, th- I think the Capitals will still be, should still be the favorites in the division, regardless of what happened in a, in a seven-game series between them and the eventual best team in hockey. Um, I just think their numbers from last year are – Astronomic obscene? compared obscene? to the yeah yeah obscene astronomic compared to the rest of the league, top five in both you know goals for goals against power play percentage and penalty kill, with a goaltender like Holtby, with a superstar like Ovechkin, with other players like Kuznetsov, um, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, you know all these guys just were just a powerhouse, and they didn't really lose much from the team. If you if you look at you know their transactions from the offseason, the biggest loss is Jason Chimera, who actually had 40 points on the team, but he was the seventh leading scorer. So not bad, <laughs> not bad, right? Um, but he's he was also seventh, and you know a quarter of his points came on the power play. So I feel like that could be easily replaced by just sticking other people, another person in that slot, and they'll just rack up the points there as well. Um, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't continue producing at a clip like they did last season. I do, however, have more question marks for the Penguins going into the next year. Um, I think they were kind of on an emotional run towards the end of the season. A lot of stuff happened where they're, you know, they fire the coach to get a new coach in. He kind of changes the whole mentality. They figure out the Kessel situation. They put him on a different line. He really, you know, with Haglin and Benino, he really just goes off and, you know, they've, they've kind of found the right chemistry and Matt Murray and goal. So, but I still think they have a lot of question marks as to whether or not they can reproduce that for a whole season. Because it was kind of just like the second half that they went on a tear and then burned through the playoffs. Uh, but I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that as well. Because I think that they definitely have more of a, you know. Well, it's like a, know. in my mind, it's like a catch-22, right? So they go on this huge run towards the end of the season. And then, of course, in the playoffs, but a large majority of that run, they did it without Malkin. So imagine what this team could do if they find the right pieces, they make everything work with Malkin at full strength. You're still talking a team that's got Crosby and Malkin on one line and Kessel running ship on the other line. But, I mean, I'm with you because I think the Penguins last year got 100% performance out of all of their role players, and that's a little hard to predict from year to year to expect. Yeah, I mean, how many guys did they bring up from the AHL that just – were immediate like three you know, or four legitimately three or four like insane between Murray and Benino and I'm not gonna be able to name any anybody else there's definitely a defenseman that I, I totally forget his name but yes Sh- uh, Connor Sheary's the one that stands out to me yeah there you go and it's just I mean I don't know if you can reproduce that or these kind of guys gonna have you know semi sophomore slumps or 
I just I just think so you my, know, it's a long off season. The the momentum kind of wears off a little bit, and I wouldn't be surprised if they had a pretty slow start. To, my prediction you know, is that the they go season. they go full like kind of Cleveland Cavaliers this year, which I believe, which they kind of like slug through the regular season, just get enough games to get into the playoffs, and then turn it on when they get there. That's kind of how yeah, I, I feel. Yeah, I mean, I I think they'll probably definitely be a probably definitely. I sound like. Probably definitely. Probably question. Probably question. You sound like us. Yeah. Great, <laughs> um, great podcaster. Yeah, I think it's going to be a new talking head show on uh, ESPN. Great, probably. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but no, they'll, they'll probably still be a 100-point yep. team coming this season. I mean, I think the Capitals are easily going to surpass that. So I, I would have, you know, Capitals 1, Penguins 2 in the Metro, and then... Rangers you know, Islanders? Rangers, Rangers Devils? Rangers, Islanders, Devils in that. Are we, you know, are we forgetting? Are we completely forgetting area? You, you, so we're not we're forgetting not, Philly. We're not forgetting Philly. We just don't think Philly's got it. I think Philly was lucky to get in last year. They didn't really add anything this off season. Um, I do love yeah. Gostas Pierre though. He, oh, do I love him? I think he's gonna have a down off down season. You bite your tongue. Well, he's he's just offensive. He's he doesn't really do much on the defensive end, and they do a great job of protecting him with his own starts, but. I think it's going to come a time where he's got to step it up or if, if, you know, the coach even puts him in that situation. But I think he's kind of a liability on defense a little bit. And you see a lot of production from his numbers, but, you know, it's got to be there all around for him to really excel at that position. Now, one of the last questions we got for you, Jeff, it's a practice we've done, and I'm sure you've written down different combinations that you would like to see the Devils do as well. I know the expansion draft is a year away, but have you have you tried to see in your mind who you think the uh, the Devils are going to protect from the draft? Uh, I was not prepared for this, but I can try and draw it out real quick. The hours you spent researching, you didn't prepare for this. Well, because at the end of the day, it's a year it's away. Lot, it's first of all, it's a year away. There's going to be a lot of you know contract maneuvering to you know protect certain players. Who's got this no movement clause? All this crap like that. So I don't currently have general manager open in front of me, but you know no brainers are Paul Schneider, Palmieri, Henrique. I mean, Andy Green. Would you, would, no, yeah, I, you, you want to protect I, Green? I mean, yes, because who else are you going to protect on defense? So John Moore. I don't know what his that, contract situation is like right that, now. I don't know. If that was a, that was a, that was also a joke. Oh, I mean, I would seriously consider it if, because I mean, then you got to take into consideration, you know, who's on an entry level contract, who hasn't played this number of games, who's got a no movement clause. Some of it's kind of automatically set in stone. So what you're basically telling me is fuck me for not telling you about this question sooner. No, what I'm basically telling you is I don't think we're deep enough to even worry about who we would be forced to lose in that situation. Right. That's fair. Because at the end of the day, the Las Vegas team can only take one player from each team. So it's like, who's the best player on our third or fourth line or, you know, third best defenseman that we would be exposing ourselves to? And I don't really, it's not really a thought that crosses my mind. I don't have a Dan Girardi or Mark Stahl contract taking up space that I can't. Would, would you like? Else. Would you know, you if like you want, one, we got your back, Jeff. This is about the fifth time that you've tried to pitch me on taking Mandarati, so I don't. Jeff, I got news for you. I can do this ten more times if it. I if feel that's like what I, I could really lowball you. I'm gonna have to think of a trade where 
you, I could get you to agree. I'll send it into the podcast. I'll, how about discuss it? Uh, we can do. We'll do Nash and Girardi for literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally a pile of shit. Give it up. All right, all right, Jeff. Thanks for coming on and talking the Metro with us. Me and me and Greg are gonna go talk some nonsense at the end of this podcast, and then uh, head out of here. Talk some nonsense. Oh, okay, why Jeff. Can't I talk some nonsense. Okay, Jeff. Well, do you have a nonsense topic for us? You, you want to just start us off? I, I had to I, listen. I wasn't prepared for the. You weren't prepared you know, for like nonsense, drift. Jeff. There's no such thing as preparing for nonsense. You know how we prepare for nonsense in this podcast, Jeff? Literally, I would I would hang up on you, and then I would go over to Greg, and I'd be like, "So, Greg, uh." So you drafted, uh, or you wanted to draft Keith Marshall, and you didn't, and I got I him. You, <laughs> fuck, why would you even bring that up? Matt Jones is out for the rest of the preseason, and fuck you. That's really all I have to say for it right now. So he's going to start with one. Je- Jeff, can I ask you a question? Are you, um, are you just opening and closing a binder in the background? <laughs> oh, I was, yeah, I'm putting my notebook away. Sorry. Okay, it's okay. I'm just asking the question. I actually take notes on here. I'm assuming Greg doesn't do that. We don't, I don't do uh, that. I, uh, Jeff, not only do I not do that, I'm literally just sitting in a sound booth with my hood on and I have nothing out in front of me. We get I've it, been Jeff, you have papers. Wait till the podcast is over. Jesus. Note, notes I wrote down. Rangers, VC signing. That's it. Good. That's Very good. Glad all that paper huh. shuffling was worth it then. Um, oh yeah. I, I think it paid off, you know. Oh, uh, sorry, Jeff. I, I have more to say to, uh, to Greg. So Greg, do you think, uh, Matt Jones is going to play the first game of the season? For the hey Red- Ryan, how do- For the Redskins? Question, Ryan. How did Adrian Gonzalez do today? Okay, very good. So I, for some context uh, for listeners that don't know anything what we're talking about, uh, Greg and I are playing each other in a Dynasty Baseball League today. Very, very cool, and I know you want to hear about it. So uh, Adrian Gonzalez is playing against me and hit three home runs and seven RBIs to tie our score. Eight. He had eight, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll be, uh, I'm sure, the winner of – do you want to make a bet, Greg? Ooh, this is fun. Uh, no, I do not okay. because my team, my team is dead. I literally don't have a healthy pitcher left because Matt's went on the DL today. I don't – I, I'm i just going to keep streaming the Zach Godleys of the world and hoping good things happen. Okay, I was going to say we should make a bet, and then we'll talk about what the, the winner of that bet next Monday on this podcast. It doesn't have to be a, a very serious bet, Greg. You should do a Facebook profile picture bet. Oh. Yeah, that's... Jeff, that, that sounds great. <laughs> so someone can make Wayne Simmons my Facebook picture again for a month. That, that did happen. It was great. I know. And you know what? The Rangers went to the Stanley Cup that year, so I have no regrets. Um, yes, they did. Wait, what was that bet, Greg, for our listeners? What was the bet, Jeff? I lost it. I know that, but it didn't impact the Rangers at all. No, it was it was a football bet, I believe, because it happened around the time the NFL season was ending. I think it was NFC South wins. Yeah, 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 Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta versus Saints. Yeah, and I I think I picked so this, the Saints, and that was the year the Saints went like six and ten. Yeah. So Ryan, the loser of the bet. The winner got to pick their profile picture oh, for a I, month. A month, wow. And, and cover photo. And cover photo. Profile picture and cover photo. I remember this. Yes, I do. I do remember <laughs> being like, what is Greg doing? <laughs> yeah. The Flyers were my cover photo, and Wayne Simmons celebrating a goal over Hank was my profile picture. Yeah, that is tough. That's so tough. And I think it timed out perfectly to when the Rangers are playing the Flyers in the playoffs. It was a picture of Simmons scoring in game one. What are you talking <laughs> about? It timed out perfectly. <laughs> That's that's incredible. Because the like the bet stipulated that you could cash in in a six month period before the next season started. Oh so right, Jeff, that was the case. You literally just waited until April. <laughs> you shitbird. Uh, uh, Jeff, is a hot dog a sandwich? Hot dog is not a sandwich. There we go. That's well, it. get the fuck off my mind. <laughs> let, me, let me give you this reason why. Okay. If you say 
you know, I'm going out to the store. Want me to pick up something for you and say, oh, yeah, grab me a sandwich or something. And then you came home with a hot dog. <laughs> they would look at you like you had two heads. First I, of all, why are you going to a grocery store to pick up a hot dog? Like you buy the necessary ingredients for I a hot dog sandwich. I said going to the store. I didn't say grocery store. He but did like, say store. The only place, there, there are only three acceptable places to eat a hot dog. A barbecue, a baseball game, or the side street of East 7th and... Whatever How is this the an fuck in New York City. The guy who I'm just saying, like <laughs> the guy who doesn't eat food at baseball games just said the best place to eat a hot dog is a baseball game. Uh, actually, I said it was the second best. Place I noticed you said it was the best place to eat a hot dog, not the best place to eat a sandwich. <laughs> no, I actually said best place to eat a hot dog sandwich. That's not what you said. Run the tape back. I'll run the tape back. I have the tape, bro. It's over. Hey Jeff, Jeff, you want to make a Facebook profile bet that that's what I said? <laughs> Oh, no. I don't know. You're, you're, you're really confident about it right now. <laughs> I'm super confident that I said hot dog sandwich. Oh, no. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out when we play the tape back later today. Um, I, I'm glad we touched on this. This has been a, a great moment in my life. I'm, I have more. I'm outnumbering you. Uh, no. Wait, I, I, I have a similar question for you guys. Shoot. Yeah, I'm ready for this. It, is gum a candy? Yeah. Gum's a candy. No. What? No. Gum's not a candy. <laughs> Why isn't gum a candy? Because you, you chew. Like, I consider. I, I would put. I would put oh gum God. in the same category as – I have no idea what I'd put it. It's, it's a candy, bro. It's in the candy gum? section. It's flavored. You chew on it. You know what else is in the candy section at my grocery store? Sunflower seeds. I want to call them fucking candy. Are they sugared? No. <laughs> okay. Well. Gum, but, like, if, if – okay, perfect example. If you go to the store and say, honey, pick up some candy for me. And someone comes back with some gum. Yo, are you feeling some candy for me? <laughs> someone comes back with gum. How are you feeling? All Pretty right. shitty. Yeah. You asked for candy, not gum. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so fuck you in that example. <laughs> that is that example works really well, actually. It's a really good argument, Jeff. <laughs> I, like I wonder what else like. I wonder what else we could like put, honey, I'm going to the store, pick me up X. And like to have it determine what it is. Honey, give me a lightsaber. She brings back tampons. You're like, what? <laughs> it's not a lightsaber, Jesus. All right, I don't know where I was going with that, but anyway. Uh, yeah, I got no idea. You're, you're, I'm, I'm the one that hasn't eaten all day, and you're acting delirious. No, I'm very full and, and, and feeling good. Um, yeah, yeah, fuck me, I get it. So, yep. uh, is there anything else you want to complain about today, Greg or or Jeff? You want to ask us any other hard hitting questions since you're here? Jeff, do you want to talk to us about darts before we let you go? Oh yeah, Jeff's a big darts guy. I would love to talk about darts. You guys have any questions? Yeah. And, uh, uh, why don't we not talk would you, about would it? Would you consider? Would you consider darts a sport? Like, if you go to the store and say, "Honey, pick me up a sport," and they come back with darts. <laughs> and they came back with darts. Why would you, why would you be pissed? Because it's not football or hockey. <laughs> oh. No, I would not consider darts a sport. Darts a game. I fucking no. Love but you want it. You want it in the Olympics, though. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of comparable, you know, activities that are in the Olympics that Arch archery. Yeah, it's pretty much the same, right? I think I would definitely watch uh, darts if it was an Olympic sport. Have you watched any of the clips that I sent you from the World Championship? I have. No. I have. Okay. It, it, Ryan's, super, Ryan's a it gets pretty Super high. exciting, super tense. Crowd is crazy. All dressed up in costumes like it's Halloween for some reason. Long tables of people drinking beers. And there's just this huge stage and this tiny dartboard and this tiny guy. And everybody's just shouting their heads off. It's cool. basically bowling if it was cool. It's basically Street Fighter if it was cool. Greg, you got excited about the Olympic diving trials, so I, sure I think you can find some entertainment out of watching darts. Oh, no problem. I, I, if the question is, Greg, will, will Greg be entertained? 
Definitely. I get entertained okay. by like rhythmic gymnastics. Well, yeah. you know what was I was watching that the other day. The girl threw the baton with the streamer behind it with her foot. And then <laughs> it's impressive. It. It's impressive. You know what? You know what actually turned out to be a hilarious watch? Synchronized swimming. Not the actual swimming itself, but the just the prancing they do before they get in the pool. <laughs> that is also synchronized. You, you do enjoy a good prance. I do know that. Uh, you look, dressage is my shit. All right, so, so biggest biggest takeaway from the Olympics. Oh, uh, dressage. Oh, so you're a big fan of the smooth song, then? Is what you're saying? Yes, big fan. Uh, biggest <laughs> oh, takeaway from the Katie Olympics. Ledecky clip. Yeah. I also, find it. the dr- the dressage horse, the, by the way. The uh, Jeff, the Ledecky clip. They someone reported it as copyright infringement, so it got how taken is there off. No mirror anywhere. I don't know. You, Reddit really failed me. NBC has done was, an a crazy good job taking all gifts of the Olympics just out of the internet. It's crazy. I don't know how they did so it. So stupid. Uh, biggest takeaway from the Olympics, though, we'll never see another Michael Phelps or Usain Bolt ever again. But we those will... are those are two athletes that will not exist ever again. Period. We will see them. No, we'll see them just in female form. Katie Lede- Ledecky is a goddamn robot. But even like you have to. That's what makes Phelps so special, right? Ledecky dominates freestyle. Phelps dominated just about every stroke because he'd win all the medleys. So, so he she, had, do, she dominates long freestyle. And his best stroke is butterfly, which is nuts when you think about it. It like that's the thing. Like Phelps, the, in order for you to win nine gold medals in one Olympics, you have to be diverse enough and great enough at so many different strokes. We're just never going to see that again. We're never going to see an athlete win twenty-two gold medals in their career as an Olympian. It just yeah, won't because happen. besides swimming, there's not an event where you can win twenty-two. Win yeah. No, you years. would basically you would need to dominate every um, 100, 200, 400 meters, and then probably also the long jump. Like Carl Lewis, I yeah, think. Yeah, but that, those are so different in you know technique and form and training. Oh, totally, totally. And all that it's not comparable. Hmm. But at the same like, time, like the, Usain Bolt's, you know, 100 and 200 meter medals should count just as much as Phelps does because he's say dominating he's, just as much. Well, I would say like. So I would every bolt gold medal he has, I like to multiply it by two because I, I feel like they're just it's a lot harder in track and field to do what Bolt did. But even then you I, I don't know. I just think the diversity in the strokes that Phelps had uh, is incredible. And I, I just can't think of another even a, a swimmer. I just I can't see a swimmer doing it ever again. It's ridiculous. It probably won't happen. Never say never, Greg. Never say never. They're coming out with all sorts of PEDs. You can do, you know, amazing things now. And, and I mean, if, and genetic engineering's coming like really quick, so we can, <laughs> we, can we can make a Phelps tomorrow. Look, all we really need are husbands like Katina. I think Boutsus. I think Jimmy Vesey has a degree in genetic engineering. <laughs> yeah, so. he's he's when he's done, he's gonna call him Phelps uh, when he fails in hockey. Have we decided on Vesey or Vesey? It's it's Vesey. It's Vesey. Vesey. Okay. Like that. Like that was Vesey. That was easy. Okay. NYR hashtag. Okay. <laughs> um, I saw your boy Cindergard helped him get here. By the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was well, an impressive tweet. Yeah, the, uh, we were talked about this with our previous guest that you'll hear about after the fact. Uh, the I, I just thought it was funny that Cindergard doing Cindergard things and dropping a good hockey pun in there. But the one that surprised me still is Muhammad Wilkerson. I, w- what is he doing? I, I love it. Hockey. I had no idea. Like, not even Nick. I, I, I'm sure Nick Mangold also sent one because he's seen at range, uh, Ranger games. But Muhammad Wilkerson, 
a guy who wasn't even settled on being in New York long term until about a month ago. Respect. Gotta love it. I who love is it. the who is the most famous Devils fan? Nobody. Um, <laughs> it was Yogi Berra. It and was, then he died. It was Yogi Berra. Is like is Springsteen a hockey like would he call himself a um, Devils fan? Honestly, the biggest Devils fan is probably Kevin Smith. That I don't know if I would really hang my head on that. Also, one. heard Margot Robbie is also a Devils fan. And she's a huge, wrong man. She's a big Ranger fan. Huge oh, Ranger she's a Ranger fan. fan. Huge yes. Ranger fan. Yes. Get blown out right there. I, I was in the wrong side of the thread on that one. Okay, Google. Yeah. Most famous I mean, Devils fan. I'm on it. I, I totally, I totally believe you wanting Margot Robbie to be a Devils fan. That's a fun fantasy for you. Okay. I mean, she could be a fan of anything. I don't really don't care. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, her. Her in Big Short was my favorite one of the cameos to explain things. I, still, I have no idea what she said. I just enjoyed the cameo. Her sitting in a bubble bath drinking champagne. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, can't no complain. Problem. But I, if I had to guess, I would say Kevin Smith is the most famous Devils fan right now. I'm, I'm huh. looking right now. I'll be, I'll be, there. I'll be there in a second. There's a, there's a like a BuzzFeed article about most famous fans. <laughs> so basically, what you're telling me, Jeff, is you didn't have Liam Neeson at the end of your pitch to VC saying, if you don't sign with us, I will find you. No, definitely not. Well, we we did not have that particular set of skills. <laughs> I see what you did there. That was that was that was creative. I, I thought Shiro had a chance because he's done some great things like that. But I mean, he picked the Rangers. Actually, there was an article on Puck Daddy today where it's like I don't understand how this makes sense for either the Rangers or VZ, and just going through the breakdown of the contracts and all that stuff. It's a pretty good read. You should check it out. Yeah, we talked we talked about it a little earlier on this pod actually. Oh. Look at you guys. Yeah, I actually did some research. For, uh, he, let's see it, here. Uh, any, yeah, we're really dragging this one out, though. It's we're not really like vamp- I have, vamping Not out. like I haven't eaten dinner or anything, guys. <laughs> so I'm doing great. It's all good. What's for dinner tonight? Oh, Patrick Warburton is a Los Angeles D- Kings slash New Jersey Devils fan. Woo! That is I'm not a- true. De- David Putty is a Devils fan. Patrick Warburton, I don't believe he is. That's what it says. Kings slash Devils fan. So enjoy that. I would... That's I would just so take sad. it. I would just take it. I like Patrick Warburton. Crunk is my favorite animated character of all time. Tick is a great show. Yeah. All right. Well, all, I'm gonna things. I'm gonna end this this podcast here. Uh, I'm sorry that we're having such a good time. Any other crap nonsense <laughs> you want to talk about before we get the hell out, get the hell out of here? No, I really want to eat dinner. So, all right, let's talk about um, the Bible. So, in verse three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read the I read the I read the I read the the OG prequel one? to it. I didn't think I need to see the sequel. Oh, that's true. I've never. The only sequels I like are the Fast movies. What? Rush Hour 2 is a great movie. Take it back. No. What? No. They're the only sequels I I don't like. Empire Strikes Back? No? But see, I don't consider those sequels. I, that's like a franchise. How is that not a sequel? No, Rush Hour 2. Star Wars Rush Hour is not a franchise, Greg. Rush Hour is definitely not a franchise. I'm not talking about Rush Hour anymore. I'm talking, I'm talking Star Wars. Star Wars is a franchise, so those aren't sequels. Oh, okay. So you're saying if I went out to the store and I said, I'm going to grab you a sequel, and I came back with Empire Strikes <laughs> Honey, back. get me a sequel. <laughs> I, mean, like, I, mean, I said, I would say, honey, that's a fucking franchise, not a sequel. How is Fast not a sequel? Fast, Fast is a franchise. Okay. You just uh, said the only sequels I like are the Fast movies. Yeah, it's contradictory. Well, I corrected, I corrected myself and said they're franchises. Okay. Fast is totally a franchise. Anyway, we're getting the hell out of here. Follow us on Twitter at Blue Shirts Break. Come to our website at BlueShirtsBreakaway.com. Like our Facebook page, Blue Shirts Breakaway. Uh, say hello to me and Greg on uh, anywhere else. Call us on our cell phones. Follow, message us on Reddit and all that. So that's all I have to say. I'm sure Jeff is also on those things, but he's not active. Nope.
So uh, no, don't try. Don't try and find me. Don't, good, good, very good. Someone will try and find you now. Uh, so uh, I love you all, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Not, not Jeff though. Bye, Jeff. No, bye, Jeff. Yeah, see thanks, you later. Th- thanks for having me, guys. Oh yeah, Jeff. For, Jeff, thanks for coming for on. Us. Sorry. Enjoy your devil season. Uh, oh, and we might have uh, some devil stuff coming up soon. We'll, so stay tuned, everyone. Yes. Some, some maybe some secret things. Who knows? All right, I we'll, love. We'll... All right, we'll tease bye, another guys. time. Another time. I don't want to talk about. Bye, it. guys. Bye, 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 bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.